In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. We hear the gospel message through the filter of our own circumstances, and this can sometimes obscure what the Bible is saying to us. The biblical writers did not merely state timeless principles, they did that, but they also wrote to actual people living actual lives, and their uh, writings are actual advice on how to deal with those circumstances. In the epistle, St. Peter says, quote, this is commendable if one for conscience towards God endures grief, suffering wrongfully. The sentence reads literally, this is grace if because of conscience towards God one endures grief, suffering wrongfully. That is to say, it is a privilege to share in the cross of Jesus. St. Peter was writing in the first century to slave workers who often had to endure great hardship and opposition from their masters, those who controlled their economic fate. These workers had few rights and little power to change their circumstances. St. Peter was saying to them, if you do good work and avoid retaliation, God will vindicate you and reward you, just as he vindicated the faithfulness of Jesus on the cross. Employment looks very different in the 21st century. While uh, many people work in difficult contexts and see their bosses as slave drivers, the reality of our situation is that we can respond to unjust employment situations with more uh, leverage. We can protest, we can file lawsuits, we can change things. And this is, of course, preferable. We aren't lobbying for a return to first century labor conditions. But there is another edge to the sword from the perspective of faith. If we always respond to injustice with protest and lawsuit rather than with faithful behavior and trust, this changes the way we look at life. St. Peter was instructing his readers to see their struggle as a sharing in the cross of Jesus. <clears throat> Quote, Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow in his steps, who committed no sin, nor was deceit found in his mouth, who, when he was reviled, did not revile in return. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him who judges righteously, who himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, that we, having died to sin, should live for righteousness. In other words, a first century worker who is being mistreated should continue to do good work and should not slander or retaliate against his unjust boss. That is how that worker would die to sin and live to righteousness. That worker's behavior would then be approved of by God right now, just as God approved 
of the righteous suffering of Jesus. And this approval right now would lead to vindication on the last day and in the resurrection, just as Jesus was vindicated by his resurrection on Easter Day. In this framework, the most important judge is God, and the most important horizon is eternity. This contrasts with our characteristic approach. When we see injustice, we protest and file lawsuits in order to get justice right now in time, and sometimes we do this in ways that are not entirely righteous. And a subtle shift occurs. This world becomes the really important thing, and resurrection and eternity become afterthoughts. Now, please do not misunderstand what I am saying. It is right to fight for justice in this world. But we fight for justice because we represent an eternal kingdom ruled over by a God of justice. Getting justice in this world is not the most important thing in that kingdom. The fight itself and the way we fight are the important things, not the results. We are called to always do what is right and leave the results to God. For as we say every week, he shall come again with glory to judge the living and the dead. As St. Paul says in his letter to the Romans, quote, God will render to everyone according to his works. To those who by patience in well-doing seek for glory, honor, and immortality, he will give eternal life. But for those who are self-seeking and do not obey the truth but obey unrighteousness, there will be wrath and fury. There will be tribulation and distress for every human being who does evil, the Jew first and also the Greek, but glory, honor, and peace for everyone who does good, the Jew first and also the Greek. For God shows no partiality. Let us highlight in this passage the reason St. Paul gives for doing what is right. Quote, those who by patient continuance in doing good seek for glory, honor, and immortality. The main concern is not for results in this world. The main concern is for eternal vindication and resurrection. This world is the arena in which eternal destinies are worked out and in which eternal rewards are won and lost. By our behavior each day, we are pleading our case to the eternal judge. God does act to bring justice in time. Jesus is Lord of this world also. But there will never be complete justice in this fallen world. We will all be stuck in circumstances where we experience unjust opposition 
or undeserved pain. Our baptismal vocation is to continue to do what is right, even when justice tarries, because our goal is resurrection and life in the world to come. When we need to have full justice in this world, we fight the wrong battle and we plead our case to the wrong judge. We fight the wrong battle because we bring a hidden agenda to our conflicts. There is a surface issue of righteousness we fight for, but there is an internal motivation. We have some past wound or grievance or issue. And so under the cover of the surface issue of righteousness, we fight for our personal vindication. This is the wrong battle because we are already vindicated by Christ. By his stripes, you were healed. The healing of our wounds by the stripes of Jesus means we can give up our personal battle for vindication of self. We are justified right now to our faith in Jesus Christ. And it is that justification that we rehearse and remember and experience again every time we come to the altar and receive his body and his blood, the food of immortality, the sign of his favor and goodness towards us. Now we can fight for him. We can endure grief, suffering wrongfully, because we are always pleading our case to Jesus, the eternal judge who sits enthroned over the world, because we want his verdict of righteousness more than we want any verdict of approval from anybody or any body in this world. This is the path of righteous suffering into which the Good Shepherd leads us on the pathway to resurrection and glory. For you were a sheep going astray, but are now returned unto the shepherd and bishop of your souls. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.